Welcome to the San Diego News Fix. I'm Christy Totten. News Fix is taking Thanksgiving week off, but I'm leaving you with a pretty remarkable story about the decisions we make to survive, the concept of amends, and how the littlest actions can affect us years later. Carolyn Alden's story can teach us a lot about a lot of things. An apology is just how it starts. We hope her story helps you pay it forward. Thanks for listening. Last month, our editorial and opinion director, Matt Hall, was opening letters to the editor at his desk. Some of these letters can be a joy to read and others, not so much. There's a big stack on my desk when I get in and, and, and usually you can kind of guess what those letters are gonna be. They're gonna be disgruntled readers, San Diegans with a beef about something, a lot are from inmates and prisoners, a few are from critics, shall we say, uh, hate mail, uh, some really vitriolic hate mail. So I don't look forward to opening these letters, to be, to be real. This one was from Florida, and usually we don't hold out a ton of hope for out-of-state letters because we don't typically publish them. But I opened this one and was immediately blown away because it was like, it was almost like a good essay that, get, that builds and gets better with each paragraph. I mean, she starts off talking about how she was homeless in San Diego with a five-year-old having fled a domestic violence situation. And so already it's, it's full of emotion and has a, has a story that I wanna read and find out more about. And, and she talked about stealing this paper that I work at and then cutting us a check and sending $25 to the Union Tribune for those newspapers and, and apologizing, uh, feeling bad for the paper uh, delivery guy was how she framed it, um, apologizing for her behavior. And, and, this was 27 years ago. We wondered if we might be able to find this woman and what her life was like now. I wanted to know what made her write that check nearly 30 years later and why she chose to send it now. Our researcher, Mary Montiagudo, tracked her down and I reached out. First of all, I was stunned when you contacted me. I, I just thought when I mailed that letter, that was the end of it. I wasn't expecting anything to come from it. That was Carolyn Alden, the woman who wrote the letter. Here's what it said. Dear sir, madam, in 1994, I fled to San Diego with my then five-year-old son because of severe domestic violence. We ended up homeless and living in our car. I parked in La Jolla because I felt we were safest there. Every Sunday, I stole the Sunday San Diego Tribune from in front of a house because I was trying to look for a job. I think the neighborhood I stole the papers from was in Westwood, but it was Westmore. The poor paper boy ended up having to deliver the papers all the way up to the front door of the houses in an effort to prevent them from being stolen. I would watch him deliver the papers that way, and I always felt horrible. I know you probably can't identify your paper delivery guy after so many years. I'm sending you a check for $25 to compensate you for all the Sunday papers I stole. I truly apologize to you, for my, to you for my behavior. It has bothered me for over 25 years, and I'd like to make an amend to you. Very truly yours, Carolyn Alden. I asked Carolyn why she wanted to write this letter to begin with. It just really has bothered me for 25 years. I, I caused harm to that paper delivery person. 
And I always felt so bad that he had to go to so, so much extra time and effort to deliver the papers all the way up to the front door. And it's just, it's just bothered me. I did something wrong and I wanted to make it right. Carolyn's story is so remarkable because it hits on so many human themes, shelter, safety, survival, and that feeling of guilt even over minor transgressions that can follow us around for years. I'm not the only one who felt the heaviness and the humanity of Carolyn's story. Thousands of others felt it too. Matt shared Carolyn's letter on Twitter and the tweet got 60,000 likes, almost 5,000 retweets, and a ton of comments. To have that many people respond to the tweet, and I read several of them, and there were some nasty ones in there, which is fine, mostly from paper delivery people. Um, but the others were so caring and loving. I, I ended up with tears just streaming down my face. I couldn't believe it. I wanted to talk to Carolyn to learn more about her story. How did she find herself in San Diego in the 1990s with the young child in tow? Did she ever find a job? And what was her life like now? And just a warning here, our conversation includes descriptions of domestic violence. Carolyn told me she was a lawyer in Philadelphia before coming to San Diego. She had graduated from Northwestern University School of Law and had big plans for her life. The reason I went to law school, I grew up in the 60s, and one of the things people said was, if you want to change things, you have to do it from the inside. I thought that by going to law school, I could somehow do good. Carolyn became disillusioned with that idea and eventually wanted out of the profession. Her boyfriend had proposed and told her that she should quit, that he would take care of her. But that wasn't the case. I was married to a detective on the Philadelphia Police Department who was in internal affairs. He was extremely abusive. And when I would call 911, the police wouldn't do anything. They would just leave when they came to my place. And he told him he was in internal affairs. On several occasions, he choked me and told me he was going to kill me. And he told me if I left him that he would find me and kill me. And I believed him. He was just wicked. Carolyn and her child first moved to Florida with court permission, but her husband found her there. So with help from the Salvation Army and the Shelter for Abused Women, Carolyn and her four-year-old relocated to San Diego. She was a member of the California Bar Association, so she thought it would be easy to get a job. It wasn't. I applied for every possible job, uh, working in a hotel, as a housekeeper, managing a hotel, I mean, an apartment complex, being a personal assistant, anything. But I had no phone number, no, I had a PO box, but there was no way to contact me. I didn't have the right clothes. I was dirty. Um, I applied for a job doing running a coffee cart outside of a gas station. And they almost hired me until they realized I was homeless. And then they refused to hire me. So, no, I never found a job. It was horrible. For the first few months, Carolyn and her son stayed in shelters and hotels, but at some point she ran out of money and they began sleeping in her car. The first night that I ended up in my car, I 
truly thought that was the end of my life, that I was going to die living in my car on the streets of San Diego. So I sat there for three days. I didn't know how to be homeless. I didn't know how to get food. Um, and luckily, two homeless men came up to me on the bench and told me where to go to sell plasma. Um, I could get $15. Um, every time I sold plasma, I could only do it twice a week. And the rest of the time, I recycled cans for a living. Her son lived in the car for eight days before the court summoned them back to Philadelphia and her husband regained custody. Carolyn then returned to San Diego. I lived in my car for a year. Um, I was becoming malnourished. My mental health was deteriorating. It was, I was losing all faith. Then one day, Carolyn met a homeless man who took her to a church where she could park her car and not be hassled. She finally found a job there as a typist and worked for six months. It was a good job and she appreciated the help, but it wasn't her faith or her home. Ultimately, I kept saying, I want to be with my son. I want to be with my son. I miss him so much. So uh, some of the church members raised enough money for me to get back to Philadelphia and see my son. Carolyn has come a long way since those days sleeping in her car in La Jolla, but her recovery was a difficult one. After her year in San Diego, she moved back to Philly, found work, and got partial custody of her child, but she said his father had turned him against her, and she thought it would be better to return to Florida. It took my son and I years to develop a good relationship again, 20 it wasn't until what he went to college and we could talk freely on the phone without his dad being right there. And so we started talking. Then he started visiting me here in Naples. And we had some long talks and talked about what that time was like. And just one interesting note, it so terrified my son to be living in a car and having nothing to eat that when he was 14, he asked his dad to open a brokerage account for him. And he since has opened or developed a really successful financial business, but he was never going to be hungry and homeless again. To process everything she had been through, Carolyn wrote a memoir. Over the course of 10 years, she put her life story on paper while attending therapy at the Shelter for Abused Women in Naples. Today, Carolyn volunteers at the same shelter that saved her life twice, and she's also very active in the Unity Church. Her life is nothing like her time spent in San Diego. I'm very involved in my church, and most of my friends are from my church, and we have lunch, and we get together, and we do things. We go to the botanical gardens, and I'm the vice governor of the Miles Standish Colony of the Florida Society of Mayflower Ascendants, and we just... I'm in charge of meetings, and we just last Thursday celebrated the 401st anniversary of the landing of the Mayflower at Plymouth Rock, and we all dressed in authentic pilgrim attire, so that took a lot of work, and I'm very involved in all of that. What else do I do? I'm learning Spanish. Uh, I'm trying. I read a lot. I get together with family. That's about it. It keeps me busy. 
Carolyn said when she thinks back to that time of being homeless in San Diego, she thinks it's something she had to go through, something God wanted her to go through. She says it taught her humility. And she has this advice. If you have a nagging regret like I did, do something about it. You know, do what I did, sit down, write a letter, write out a check, mail it off and say, I'm sorry. You know, I did this. It was wrong. I want to make it right. And I'm moving on. I hope that if you've been holding on to something for a long time, Carolyn's story inspires you to do something about it. And I hope you can move on too. By the way, Carolyn is still looking for a publisher for her memoir, if you know anyone. And if you are wondering, we're not going to cash the check. We're paying it forward by calling attention to issues like domestic violence and homelessness and suggesting that anyone who wants and is able give to the charity of their choice this giving season. Everyone deserves relationships free from domestic violence. If you or anyone you know is experiencing domestic violence, the National Domestic Violence Hotline can be reached at thehotline.org or at 1-800-799-SAFE. That's 1-800-799-7233. Thanks for listening.